Hi. Good afternoon if you're in the East Coast of the United States. Good morning if you're on the West Coast of the United States. And good evening if you are in Europe. I see someone here from Russia and uh, or if you're in Asia. So good evening and thank you for participating. We have a good number of people that are participating in this Reach 3030, for, and particularly for August. The topic today is improving registration dossier quality. Next slide. I'm Herb Stryker. I've given a number of these. Next slide. So what are today's topics? Uh, okay, well, there are five. One is uh, uh, EPA's plans, uh, sorry, ECA's, uh, European Chemicals Agency's plans to improve dossier quality. Uh, I'm going to talk about three industry initiatives uh, in collaboration with uh, the ECA and the member state competent authorities uh, in the metal sector, in the plastics additive sector, and in the uh, petroleum and coal stream substances or uh, sector. And finally, I want to talk about a proposed new implementing regulation uh, to require periodic, to require mandatory periodic updating of registration dossiers. Next slide. So what is what is the European Chemical Agency doing in terms of insisting or ensuring that there are uh, that the dossier quality registration dossiers that were submitted in 2010, 2013, 2018, that the quality is improved. There have been some studies recently uh, by the German competent authority, BOA, and others that have indicated that some portion of uh, the dossiers that, he, that ECA has received under REACH could uh, benefit from an improvement in quality. And I presented on this topic, I think, uh, a few months ago. But in any event, ECA plans to screen all registration dossiers uh, by 2023 uh, for substances over 100 tons per year. So those are the 2013-2010 registration tier. And by 2027, for all remaining substances in the 1 to 100 tonnage tier. So by 2027, all registration doses uh, that were submitted uh, by uh, mid middle of last year will be screened uh, by the European Chemical Agency. They'll also check the compliance, so more than the screening, this is actual compliance check of at least 30% of the substances uh, to determine whether additional information is needed uh, on, as required under the regulation. Now, recall that the original legislation requires uh, ECA to, screen, to do a compliance check for no fewer than 5% of the registration dose, uh, dossiers in a particular tonnage tier. So ECA is going to expand that 5% uh, goal uh, to at least 30%. So a substantial number of registration dossiers will be reviewed for compliance under this new proposal by the ECA. Uh, so they will target substances, and these include substances with hazardous properties or substances where the screening indicated, this is the initial screening that we talked about, indicated there is more data is needed to make a decision as whether there is potential risk. They will evaluate substances in groups, uh, and, uh, and they will decide for high tonnage substances by the end of 2020 whether they are a priority for risk management or whether they are a priority for additional data generation 
or whether they're lower priority and require no further action. Uh, and so to meet these ambitious goals, ECHO reallocates staff from other functions to the evaluation tasks. Now recall, after 2018, uh, ECHO will be receiving far, far fewer registrations. I mean, there'll be some Me Too registrations for existing substances. There'll be some registrations for new substances, but the the the, the workload on registration will be diminished significantly from what it was in the 2010-2018 time frame. Presumably, ECHO will be taking the people from the registration group and moving them to the evaluation group. Next slide, please. So I want to talk about some industry uh, uh, initiatives or in collaboration with the ECHO and the member state authorities in some places. And the first one I want to talk about is the Metals and Inorganic Sector Approach, or MISA. Now, the MISA is a cooperative program set up by ECHA and Eulometal. Eulometal is a European uh, trade association for the non-ferrous metals industry to address technical and scientific issues that face that sector in order to help the registrants you know, in the metals and inorganic sector to improve the quality of their registration dossiers. So it builds on the principle of continuous improvement and aims to identify by the end of 2020 any outstanding information requirements under either REACH or the COP uh, that are needed in order to update the dossiers as well as improvement in safety data sheets or improvement in risk management uh, procedures where relevant for as many substances in that sector as possible. Next slide, please. So the industry participation is quite uh, impressive. 18 consortia uh, have signed up. Uh, the MISA initiative covers 321 substances. I give you a link to the substances which are covered uh, under that initiative. And again, these slides, as well as uh, uh, audio recording of this Reach 3030 will be posted on our website. Very easy to find. You simply Google Reach 30 slash 30 and it pops up. Next slide, please. Uh, so there is, this is a formal program. Uh, there is an agreement, which is called a framework for cooperation, which is signed uh, by the participating consortia, by ECHA, and by the trade association, Euromatel. So it is a formal uh, program with formal commitments being made by the various parties. By signing up to this framework for cooperation, the consortia are committing to implement an improvement program uh, that will include participation in various workshops, and there have already been several held by ECHO, one on human health endpoints. It was held on October 2nd, 2018. Another on environmental endpoints that were held in uh, February 7th, 2019. Uh, and ECHO has also committed uh, to uh, participate in these workshops, to provide examples and to comment on uh, uh, examples that are provided by the consortia. Uh, next slide. So, by the way, so not only uh, one more point. Not only do the consortia have to agree to participate in workshops and to work with uh, ECHA on various topics, they've also agreed to update their dossiers. So. You know, again, it is a substantial commitment by uh, the consortia in the uh, in the MISA sector. 
Second initiative I want to talk about is the Plastic Additives Initiative. Uh, so this was organized in late 2016. ECHA and 21 industry sector groups launched a joint project uh, to look at the uses of plastic additives and, in particular, the degree to which plastic additives may be released from plastic articles. Now, you may remember that articles are only subject to registration if there is intentional release of a substance from the article uh, during uh, uh, during use. Uh, however, uh, there is also a part of REACH which allows the agency to require registration of substances and articles even if there is not intentional release provided that certain uh, risk uh, risk thresholds are, are met. So this is part of the process by which ECHA presumably will start thinking about whether it will require registration of substances and articles, even though they're not intentionally released from the articles during during use. Uh, so the project lasted uh, two years. It ended uh, end of last year. It generated uh, information on some 400 additives and plastics that are used in significant amounts in Europe, and it looked at how use and exposure information could be used to focus the regulatory work by authorities on the reach. So not only registration uh, of substances and articles, as I just mentioned, but also things like um, restrictions uh, where appropriate, uh, or even authorization as well where appropriate. So work included the development of method for comparing the release potential of different additives. Next slide, please. Uh, so the project resulted uh, in some hundred some 400 functional additives or pigments are used in plastics, uh, uh, information on, on those being generated, as well as information on polymers that are most commonly found in, uh, in uh, for which these additives are most commonly found in, and the typical concentration ratio. So a huge amount of information on plastic additives in polymers that has been generated as a result of this initiative. Uh, and I give you a link uh, to where you can find all this information, and it's really fascinating. If you are in the business of looking at uh, additives for polymers, if you're in the business of evaluating the safety of additives and polymers, this is a tremendous uh, database that's been compiled as a result of this initiative between the European Chemical Agency and industry. And I give you a link, uh, which again, these slides will be posted on our website. Next slide. This is an impossible slide to uh, to read, but uh, in any event, uh, it is just a little snapshot of some information on a few of the additives of the 400. You can see the kinds of information you have. Uh, you have information on the uh, EC number, the cast number, the substance name, uh, the, uh, the use, uh, and the various types of polymers uh, that the additive appears in as well as the typical concentration which the additives appears in plastics. So a tremendous amount of information about additives in polymers. Next slide. The third initiative I want to talk about is the uh, PETCO, the Petroleum and Coal Stream Substances Working Group. Uh, it is a platform for member state, competent authorities, European Commission, European Chemical Agency, and industry stakeholders to discuss and coordinate activities related to petroleum and coal stream substances. Uh, the primary activity is to develop an approach 
and how to prioritize and address such substances, which, as you know, are UVCVs, or very complex and variable, partly undefined substances, uh, for further work in order to decide which of these substances, if any, uh, should be identified as substance of very high concern, and which of these substances, if any, um, uh, warrant uh, reach risk management measures. Next slide, please. Lots of participation, uh, EU member states, uh, a good number of them. Um, European Commission, DG Grow in particular, which is the old DG industry. Kankawi, which is the trade association of the, uh, the petroleum stream, petroleum products. Um, various sector groups and REACH consortia uh, that deal with these types of chemicals. Um, experts nominated by the member state competent authorities, the Commission ECHA, and also ECHA credit stakeholders can participate in the meetings, and that includes um, animal rights groups and NGOs. Next slide, please. Last topic I want to talk about. We may not go through the entire 30 minutes, oddly enough. Okay, and that's updating dossiers. So as I pointed out, uh, okay, so Article 22 of REACH requires that registrants updates uh, without undue delay the dossier under certain circumstances. Thing, and there are a long list. So Article 22. So some of the things that require updates are administrative details. Let's say if the registrant changes their name or changes their address, uh, things of that nature. Uh, other things are much more substantive. So, for example, if you registered at, let's say, 1 to 10 tons and you're now at 15 tons, well, you have to file an update to your registration for the higher tonnage tier, and you have to include all the information that is required at that higher tonnage tier. Um, if the, there's information that indicates that the classification labeling of your substance has changed, you have to update the dossier to reflect that. Uh, and so that's – and if there is new hazard information, uh, you have to update the dossier to reflect that as well. Now, there have been studies of dossiers, uh, particularly the ones that were submitted in 2010, which was the high tonnage tier dossiers, and the statistics show that a good percentage of dossiers that were submitted in 2010 have never been updated. Uh, and it's already been nine years. So that has created a call from the competent authorities, in particular the member states, that ECHA needs to do something about forcing industry uh, to update their dossiers uh, more proactively. So, what's going on? So, the Commission is working on a draft implementing regulation. So there's already a draft floating around that's being discussed at CARICAL, which is the meeting of the competent authorities, uh, and that's available on, uh, on, uh, on, online. If you just sort of punch in draft implementing regulation, registration updating, you'll find it. Uh, and it sets out lots of different things. It also sets out certain time frames or deadlines by which people should update their dossiers. So, for example, for administrative changes, it suggests one month. For larger updates, uh, it might suggest six months. <coughs> for example, updating the, the data that needed to go to high tonnage here, <coughs> updating uh, hazard information. Uh, but those deadlines are only proposed, uh, and what the actual final deadlines will be uh, remains to be seen. But uh, the proposal does suggest some deadlines. Uh, 
As I mentioned, it's a Rabin discuss at Caracal, uh, July uh, 2019 meeting of Caracal. Uh, but there are, I think, important overreaching uh, uh, ideas in this draft regulation, which I think are important and one should need to think about. So one is uh, that it's proposed that registrants should put in place appropriate mechanisms to ensure that the need for a dossier update or an update to the chemical safety report is promptly identified. So the idea is to mandate that registrants have procedures in place to ensure that if there is a need for an update, that that occurs in a timely fashion. Um, a little bit like Section 80 of Tosca, right? So if you think about it, I mean, Section 80 of Tosca requires that you report to the EPA any substantial risk, new substantial risk information that comes to your attention, uh, and you uh, and you have to have mechanisms in place to ensure that if the information does come to someone in your organization, that it gets to the right person, uh, and therefore EPA will receive the information in a timely fashion. Uh, this is a similar idea here on the REACH now. I mean, there will have to be some procedures where whoever is responsible for uh, working on the dossiers, and it's presumably there's a REACH team, uh, so that the dossier is updated. There will also have to be some procedures where co-registrants uh, if they receive information that they would funnel it to lead registrants, so the registrant, lead registrant can update the joint dossier. This is, uh, this, if finalized, is going to be quite a big deal. Okay, so in any event, uh, it is proposed that the relevant triggers should be part of the internal management processes and practices of the registrants, and it is contemplated that uh, ECHA will uh, pre prepare guidance documents to describe the triggers uh, for when a registration update is necessary. Next slide. So, according to this draft implementing regulation, registrants are expected actively and periodically, suggested at least once a year, review if the conditions for dossier updates according to Article 22.1 are met. And Article 22.1 is what I spoke about at the beginning of this topic, which is the part of REACH which requires registrants without undue delay to update their dossier when under with certain information. Uh, so the obligation to ensure uh, through effective, proportionate, dissuasive measures, measures that a registrant updates his legislation is an enforcement duty of the member states. So it is contemplated uh, that the enforcement authorities during inspection, you know, will ask to see what procedures you have in place or what procedures you have implemented uh, to uh, to ensure that dossier updates are done in a timely fashion, consistent with this implementing regulation as finalized. Excellent. So, one of the major things that will be the subject of dossier updates is if there are new information. And according to this draft, new information is any information that becomes available since the last update or in the absence of any updates since the initial registration. And so that'll include things like reports of risk of the substance, substances that are published in peer-reviewed literature, uh, such as monitoring data or epidemiology data. It'll also include hazard or risk assessments uh, that were conducted by competent authorities, presumably anywhere in the world. And it'll also include information on the substances uses 
and corresponding risk management measures generated communicated from downstream of the registrant. If this is implemented, it is will basically mean that someone will have to be sitting around uh, continuously updating these dossiers to ensure that they are a comprehensive document that contains all known information about the substance. So, again, this is what's being contemplated. It's not what, what necessarily will be finalized, uh, but it does, at least the plan and the proposal from the commission uh, is that uh, any, any, any relevant information on the chemical ultimately shows up in the dossier. Now, don't forget, uh, you don't, in order to update a dossier, you don't simply attach a, uh, you know, a document. You don't say, well, here's your, this is a report that came out of IRIS, uh, and so uh, here you go. You actually have to prepare robust study summaries, and it's a, quite a chore. So I'm not sure what they're really thinking about here, but it is quite an exercise. It is going to, quite frankly, increase the cost of uh, letters of access. Uh, if this is implemented, you can expect to receive from consortia or lead registrants requests for additional payments of the letters of access that uh, you, you, you or your only representatives, if you're not in Europe, have paid for in the past. Uh, so it is quite, quite, a, quite a proposal. Anyway, uh, the updates uh, are contemplated for new knowledge to be done within six months of the registrant having such knowledge. So don't forget, there have to be procedures in place to obtain new information, and once the new information is obtained, it has to get to the right person that's responsible for the REACH dossiers. That person has to update the dossiers, and, uh, and it's quite a remarkable exercise. Okay, so next slide, please. Final thoughts. Well, I guess my final thought here is that there's got to be a comment, consultation on this implementing regulation, and I think it's important uh, to the extent that the final draft that's open for consultation still includes a notion that all the published information, all information from, you know, assessors around the world have to be put into a registration dossier, uh, that, that that be rethought. Uh, or that it be, you know, allowed that you simply provide citations to published literature or citations to publicly available risk assessments and not be required to actually formally update the dossiers uh, in the way that dossiers normally are updated by preparing robust study summaries. So I don't know what exactly is being contemplated here in terms of the mechanism of updating the registration dossier, but I think that's a detail uh, that has to be fleshed out, and I think industry could play a role in helping uh, the commission understand uh, what's at issue here. Uh, next slide. So... Uh, our next OSHA 3030 is on August 21st. Our next TSCA 3030 is on September 11th. And it looks like most of you who participated in our TSCA 3030 earlier in the hour uh, stayed on, and I thank you. Next slide. So there will be no September REACH 3030. I will be in Europe presenting on something. Uh, and so there will not, will not be a September REACH 3030 there also won't be an October REACH 3030 or TOSCA 3030 because we're having our annual chemical control law course in Washington uh, that week. We don't, or roughly that week. And, you know, so we want you to attend that in person <laughs> rather than give you a TOSCA 3030 or REACH 3030. So I will see you on the REACH uh, 3030 uh, in um, November. That will be November 13th.
And it looks like this was a Tosca 25 instead of a 30-minute one. But I want to thank you all for participating, and uh, see you next time.